0: In today's episode of Pivot by Faith, we meet Irene Prantelos. Irene endured the pain of dealing with a severe skin condition as a teenager. She relied on her faith to endure and was able to pivot into healing. She is now a podcaster, host of the Healthy Skin TV with Dr. Irene, and operates the Salubra Skin Clinic in Australia. How does she do it? Well, stay tuned and find out on this episode of Pivot by Faith. Welcome to the Pivot by Faith podcast, where people just like you and me share their empowering stories of how they had the courage to pivot to reach their potential and their goals. Who am I? I'm your host, Denise Nixon. I had to pivot too. Sometimes we all have to pivot to find that peace that surpasses all understanding. Thanks for tuning in. Here is today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Pivot by Faith podcast. It is my distinct pleasure to welcome today's guest. And I'm telling you, once again, you all are in for a fantastic podcast episode. I have with me today, Ms. Irene Prentalos, and she is a doctor of Chinese medicine. I am so excited to be able to talk with Irene so that she can share her story of her pivot and how what she does affects not only her, but so many others in such a positive way. So I just want to say welcome first, Irene. Hi, Denise. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here and and I do want to note that Irene lives in Australia and I'm always so excited <laughs> to talk with people from outside of of my uh state and not not to mention state the country Uh, it's so great to network with people from all over the world because there are so many stories to be told and we live everywhere so it is just exciting to speak with you Irene and so not to delay the listeners from hearing your story so I want to jump right in and ask you to just share with the listeners who you are and what you do
1: So, uh, I live in Melbourne, Australia, and I'm a doctor of Chinese medicine, and I've been practicing for about 19 years, and um, also um, have grown uh, my business to develop a skincare uh, brand to help facilitate people's skin health issues, which is what I treat a lot of in the clinic.
0: Okay. So, So, how did you get into this? type of medicine? Well, um, my journey actually
1: started when I was 11 and I went to Greece with my mum. She um, her, she had just lost her uh, father and she hadn't seen him for almost 20 years. So she was really upset. She was quite distressed and she thought, okay, I'll take Irene with me because I was the youngest." And um, we'll go and ha- you know see her mum and her brothers and sisters because she hadn't seen anyone for all that time and she was really worried that um, she, you know, her mother might pass as well without seeing her. So we went and I was always a real sensitive kid and I was feeling quite homesick. We were gone for about five weeks and I was crying pretty much every morning secretly so my mum didn't see. Um, And by the end of our trip, I developed some spots on the back of my scalp. My mum's a hairdresser and she looked at it and thought, oh, okay. She was kind of picking at it and thought, oh, I don't know what this is, but, you know, um, I'll see see what happens. And and then we came back home and... um, it started uh, spreading to my arms. And that's when we went to the doctor, our general practitioner, and he said, oh, it's psoriasis, it's okay, just you know, take this cream and it should be fine. But um, unfortunately my journey <laughs> was much more mm-hmm. complicated and uh, really quite challenging because in following what I was recommended to do, which eventually led me to dermatologists, um, they're treatment protocols were all really concentrated around cortisone creams and UV treatments and um, really trying to suppress the immune response that was happening in my skin. But by the time I was 16, my entire body was covered with psoriasis. So Mm -hmm. it it really, it became what we call erythrodermic. So I was literally covered from head to toe. So, um, that was super challenging, and I was hospitalised uh, um, when I was 16, just for a couple of weeks, and you know, kind of settled it down. And then I was hospitalised again when I was 18 after, um, so we call it year 12, I think. So the final year of high school, uh, I did my exams and went to see my dermatologist, and the next day I was in hospital. My body was really sick. Um, my legs were so much fluid retention, I could barely walk. My mum would drive me to my exams and sit in the car and she was praying and crying. Um, You know, it it was really hard for my mum and I think I didn't really realise until I had my own child, uh, the impact it had on her because it was all about me and everyone was focusing on me um, and not really realising the impact it was having on my parents, specifically my mum, because she was my rock. She was right next to me um, the entire time with all the appointments, and so then we um, so we did that a couple of weeks in um, <clears throat> in uh, the the hospital when I was eighteen, and I was given methotrexate. Uh, that is a an oral medication. Uh, and it initially did work and then suddenly it, you know, I, I was discharged and uh, I think weeks had passed and suddenly all the psoriasis is coming back and basically uh, my mum rang the doctor and said, you know, this is what's happening, um, I, I don't know, what, what do we do? And he just said, well, we don't have any other options, we, we, we've exhausted all options for her, she's just really rare, she's not responsive and we don't know what else to do so you're probably better off finding somewhere else to go. And oh. that was devastating for me because yeah. I had put, like, all my hope in them. You know, mm-hmm. I thought, well, they're the experts, right? You know, they they know all about this sort of stuff. And if they didn't know, then who am I meant to find? And I think, um, you know, having that lack of control in my situation and over that period of time, my mum, you know, we've, we're Greek Orthodox. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that faith, but... Um, you know, I was, you know, baptised and we've always had that faith. But I, I guess with these sort of situations, um, your your faith becomes stronger. And, you know, um, at 18, I actually, you know, I didn't want to be here anymore because of all this that was happening. And it was only my faith that stopped me from doing anything. It wasn't my mom or my dad. It was just my faith that that you know, tried to keep me strong during that process, um, and you know, there were a lot of things that happened to me um, when I was in hospital, in in regards to being shown uh, by God and Jesus and and Mary that, but that's that that's how that that really um, in me as, as a young kid, my my faith was growing.
0: Uh, more. Yeah, Irene, it sounds like even as a teenager, this had to have been extremely difficult. We, we know how teenagers are, we encourage them to be social and to be with their friends. But it sounds like for a lot of your teenage years, at least from the age of 16, it sounds like you were not well, you were ill. Yeah. And, and also because it's a,
1: a like people can see it, you know, and I think people, if they see someone with a skin disease, they think they can catch it or they think, oh, you know, that's gross or those sort of things. Um, But basically it was about, um, you know, I I did isolate myself and I did – I'm quite a social person and talkative person. So (laughs) when I – when I was suffering. So there would be moments of time when it would alleviate and then you'd get those I don't know, a couple of months or something where you'd feel like normal and then you'd get another flare up. And then I'd just literally retreat. And when I was in my, you know, twenties, I would I, I wouldn't go out, I would tell my friends if anyone asked about me, just say, Irene's working, don't don't tell anyone. There was a lot of shame around having it. It was, you know, my big secret, which is kind of ironic because, you know, if you go on my website, <laughs> there's like a picture mm-hmm. of my legs there with, you know, everyone to see, which was really, um, it was really tough because I had hidden it for such a long time, but certainly impacted my social and I guess development as a teenager in, um you know, interactions and and all that sort of stuff.
0: Right. So as you got older, how did you cope with this with with your skin condition?
1: So when I uh, when I think I was, I was around nineteen and uh, someone had told my mum about uh, a Chinese medicine lady and I, I we really had nowhere else to go. Like it was our last resort, like we had exhausted so many options. And so I went there. I, I had started changing my diet from 15, uh, little things like you know, cutting out sugar and dairy and, and gluten and just played around with it. Um, so by the time I went to her, um, I was <clears throat> doing a few things like that. But uh, then I started taking the Chinese herbs and Um, within a couple of months, my skin cleared. Uh, Now I wasn't, I wasn't cured because, you know, you can't really cure this condition, but what it is, it's all about, Mm -hmm. you know, managing it effectively. Um, And so then I said to her, oh, um, is there anywhere I can actually learn about Chinese medicine? And she said, well, yes, actually RMIT, which is a university here in Melbourne, um, Mm -hmm. they're just starting a new course and maybe inquire with them. And so I did and um, I was accepted, and that's where I started my journey with Chinese medicine.
0: Wow. So what was it about Chinese medicine, in addition to it being able to help you with your condition, that really drew you in, that piqued your interest and, and made you see the value in this, this field of medicine?
1: I think, um, you know, my body didn't like the idea of being suppressed. So up until then, the majority of treatments I had done was about suppressing my immune system. And it's almost like it was like suppressing a dragon because, yes, you would get some relief. But as soon as you stopped or, you know, um, the inflammation was too much for the medicine to manage it, it would just explode and get so angry. And it would literally just, it was so painful and everywhere my body was, you know, feeling like I was burning. But with the Chinese medicine, the focus was all about the inflammation. So it wasn't suppressing my body. It was just saying, okay, well, your body's inflamed. We've got to get rid of the inflammation. And then inadvertently the skin got better. So it almost felt like I was extinguishing Um, the inflammation, if that makes sense, instead of suppressing the immune reaction
0: to the inflammation. Almost like you're encouraging the body to heal itself.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you're really um, listening to what the body is telling. Instead of, you know, when you tell, when you're telling the body to be suppressed, when you're suppressing the immune system, it's almost like you're telling it, hush, be quiet you're, you're, you're annoying, you're causing this disease. We really don't want to hear about you. Just settle down. Whereas when you're focusing on the inflammation, it's like you're going, okay, I understand you're struggling right now. I'm here to help. What's going on? Let's address this. So, you know, that's the thing that, um, for me worked better because it just was not responsive to the other way of being hushed and told to sit still.
0: <laughs> wow. So, so how did that influence your future endeavors? How, how did the Chinese medicine uh, revelations that you discovered guide your career path? Well, uh, the, the truth is when I started uh,
1: studying Chinese medicine, I had no um, insight into helping anyone else because I was struggling so much. It was I felt like I wanted to get some control back in my life. And uh, I felt like I was at the mercy of other people. You know, I'd have to find Mm -hmm. that doctor who was going to save me. I was going to have to find that treatment that was going to help me. Whereas when I was studying, it was about really going, okay, well, I'm the one that's, you know, in control. I can, you know, create my own destiny because I had a doctor once say to me when I was 16, you know, you just have to accept this. This is your life. And I thought to myself, how dare you? You know, I don't even know what my destiny is. How do you know what my destiny is? Right. And it was really about taking that um, power back. I felt like I'd lost that in this process. So it was all about me helping myself, the situation. And then um, I kind of just... just took the steps without really thinking I don't really think much ahead and I was just like oh okay I'll just rent a room and see how I go but I remember initially when I opened private practice I had a, a patient come in with psoriasis and it really it took my breath away and I, I realized there was trauma there that I couldn't objectively help people in that situation so you know, it's always what you put out there, right? So I felt like I wasn't ready and I didn't get any patients with psoriasis. I started getting women's health um, issues and fertility and pregnancy. And in those first couple of years, I really tried to work on my own health, having the confidence to treat myself and looking at it from Uh, an objective point of view instead of from a traumatized point of view and then after a couple of years I started treating more skin conditions and um, felt a little bit more confident which was interesting because then I started realizing oh my goodness like so many people are suffering I felt like I was the only person on this planet and there are so many other people suffering why did I think it was just me you know so it, it opened my eyes to the fact that many people are struggling. It wasn't just me.
0: And you have that personal experience when you deal with your patients and your clients to understand the challenges that they're facing and to know how they feel having to deal with conditions that maybe they've been to others and have not been given the prognosis or the news that they would like.
1: Yeah. And I think also, um, I think that's why people come to me because probably a little bit more uh strict i guess you could say because it's like okay well i know exactly what you need to do and i need you to do a b c d you know um so i guess on the flip side but also understanding it's their journey and i need to assist them where they are in that point of time Um, so they may be ready for some information they may not be ready for other information but um, it's really understanding where people are and how you can assist them in that moment of time and utilising my experience and also helping them understand Mm -hmm. that I still live this way, I still eat really clean, I make sure I have, you know, um, healthy friendships around me and, you know, um, mindful of where inflammation can come in your life. It's It's not just about what we eat but... You know, toxic friendships or relationships. So it's looking at it from a, a more, you know, three dimensional level versus just, oh, uh, you know, take this medicine and eat like this.
0: Okay. So, so it sounds like you have a different perspective. It's not just about what we put into our bodies physically in terms of food or medication, but it's our surroundings that can contribute to our overall health as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think with um, with faith, and I often wonder what people who, who struggle to find a faith that aligns with them, how they get through these really challenging times. Because I think when you feel so defeated and, you know, One question I think every single person when they're struggling is why. Why do I have to experience this? Why me? You know, all these sort of elements of understanding what this experience is is meant to teach me. And when you have your faith, you then start looking at, okay, well, you know, this is perhaps here to teach me for this or or help someone else. And I think the biggest realisation for me has been that, you know, God has put us all here to help each other. You know, a lot of times people will say, oh, why does God allow this to happen? Or why does God allow that to happen? And my opinion is, well, he's made us educated and resourceful and intelligent and we're help, meant to help each other out. And I think when you experience something like I have, you're able to really help another person through their own struggles um, from a from a way of compassion and empathy but also being clear as to this is what you need to do so you can achieve that relief and and feel better and healthier so that's why you, you kind of embrace all elements of life and and, that, and that's that's what I've come to realize
0: wow and so it, it is evident how your faith has impacted your your journey and how it has allowed you to touch others through your work and help them build their faith. You know, just seeing how your faith was built um, by what you went through and now it has built you to a, a strength where you can reach out and help others. Yeah.
1: And you know, one time, uh, one of our priests, my mom brought the priests over to um, our house and he, he now um, has moved Um, to the mountains in Greece you know wanted to be away from (laughs) too much noise in the city Um, but he my mum you know was really upset she was crying and and she's saying father why why does my daughter have to have this why why does she have to suffer and he just said because he was quite you know uh, I guess he he kind of saw things or Uh, perhaps was a prophet or or something like that and um, he said Irene's just a a dirty diamond right now and once she starts she cleans up that diamond she'll sparkle and she'll help other people just as she is now and my mum said but how she can't even go to the bathroom by herself how can she help anyone else and he said God has plans for her and you need to have faith in God God's plans for her and you know that that was told um to us when I was in as a teenager and now I'm 48 and so you know um God doesn't know time (laughs) we get frustrated with time we're like we want it now you know realizing you know when I speak to patients and they they say how much better they are and it's just it just takes me back to that conversation which happened so many years ago, over 30 years ago, but I just resonate with it so much and I just, you know, I just am grateful for the experience even though at the time it was so painful and, and hard and, you know, traumatic to a certain extent. Um, it really has allowed me to be a, a person that I can help someone else, which you know, I honestly believe that's, that's why we're here. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, like the pressure that a diamond goes through to become what it is, you had to go through your pressure to become who you are. So that is, that was a great comparison by that priest.
1: Yeah. And I think, uh, I often reflect on that because I think, uh, you know, getting back to the source of why I'm doing what I'm doing sometimes you can get caught up with life and <clears throat> different pressures and all these sort of things, and then you just go, all right, I you know get back to my prayer, get back to doing my my daily affirmations, what am I doing this for connecting with that and that just keeps me mm-hmm. on on um, track and you know speaking to someone from Melbourne who the last two years we've had uh, a lot of lockdowns, it's been very challenging. Yeah. Um and I think again my faith has grown even more from that mm-hmm. moment. And yeah. um even you know, my, my husband has seen that, even you know, one of my patients commented on it. Um so I yeah, I definitely think through adversity that's when our faith gets strongest.
0: It certainly is. It certainly is. And Irene, your story is so compelling, and I'm just so grateful that you were able to come onto this podcast to share it with the listeners. And I want to ask you what I like to refer to as my trademark question, but what is your pivot point, Um, which may be any quote from someone, scripture, advice, or story, or anything like that, that you can leave with the listeners so that they will, what do you want them to take away from your story today?
1: I think the biggest thing, if they are feeling like they're being challenged at the moment, um, and you really don't understand why or why they're experiencing it, it's really um, surrendering and allowing yourself to uh, embrace the situation and, and allow the 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 uh, the help from God to come to you instead of, <clears throat> excuse me, trying to trying to control it I think often when we're unwell we we try and control the situation but surrendering and allowing God's guidance to bring the right people to you to take you to where you want to go is what I think for me still resonates beyond my health in other areas of my life and I think um, trusting God's process and God's plan is the biggest and most important thing I've had to come to learn And I think if your listeners can reflect on that, then hopefully that peace comes within them and uh, then they're open to hearing uh, from the right people because, you know, I had a Chinese medicine lady um, help me, which I was the the last person on this earth that would would be able to help. So, you know, keeping Mm -hmm. yourself open-minded will help um, find that resolution to your problem, Mm -hmm. whatever it is.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And Irene, if people want to learn more about you and what you do, how can they do that? So they
1: could, um, head on over to perhaps my website. So it's called salubre, com ecomau Uh, they can also find me on Facebook, um, and Instagram and, uh, We're also just actually just starting a private Facebook group um, called Skin Confidence with Dr. Irene. And if they're struggling with any skin health issues, it's a great place to come for um, a lot of information because I share about nutrition and treatment and mindset, all those elements. So, um, yeah, I'd be happy for anyone to reach out if they've got any questions and I could help them um, in any way I can.
0: Excellent, excellent. And we'll also include all of your contact information in the show notes. And they can also visit my website at com, where we will link to all of your social media and website links as well. Yep, that's correct. But Irene, thank you so much for your time and your your kindness today in sharing your story and your pivot because I know it has inspired many, many people. You've got one inspired person right here, uh, and that's me. so I, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank
1: you so much for having me and giving me the opportunity to um, share my story with your
0: listeners. Thank you for listening to the Pivot by Faith podcast. I hope that you were encouraged and enlightened by what you have heard during this episode. Be sure to visit denisenixon.com for more information about the guests and the Pivot by Faith podcast. Remember, give God thanks in all things, giving glory unto Him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Take care.